Black is beautiful. Black is love. It can be seen 365 days a year, 24-7, and Target is here for all of it. Black Beyond Measure is Target's year-round campaign that celebrates and elevates the spectrum of Black love and success. From the multitude of commitments and investments in the Black community, to supporting HBCU students and uplifting Black entrepreneurs. Shop Black-owned or founded brands at Target, from home decor and candles to beauty, wellness products, and so much more. Surround yourself, enjoy, and amplify your Black love with the help of the Black-owned and founded brands at Target every day. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond measure to learn more. Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships. We were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews. Alright, so um, we met at Howard in 2007, yeah. I think. I had just come back uh, from New Orleans. I had left Howard. Um, uh, didn't plan on coming back, didn't finish. And um, after Hurricane Katrina, I was just like, well, I might as well do something with myself. So I went <laughs> back to Howard and was living in the upperclassmen dorm where she was a graduate assistant. Yeah, the towers. In the towers. And so um, one morning I needed to do laundry and I didn't have money on my card. <laughs> so I was like, yo, I got $5. I don't want to buy a $5 laundry card. And so she was like, oh, you can use mine. But I thought she meant you could use the money I want the card. So that was how we met. Because she was like, you stole my money. Because he used all $10. That's I did, I but I was trying to give you the money back. And you was like, don't worry about it. So I thought you meant don't worry about it. But, yeah, that's, but that's why I was like, you tell that story. Because it's complicated. Because we have all different sides of it. Yeah, so um, after that, I was like, well, let me make it up to you. Take you out. You know, that kind of thing. And she was like... I was like, I'm good. I was working on my master's thesis. I was like, I gotta finish school. I gotta get out of DC. I gotta move to New York. I got so much stuff ahead of me. Like I was super focused on my stuff, like all this Quan stuff I was supposed to do. So I was like, I'm not thinking about you, bruh. You took my $10, let's just move on in life. But um, what happened? So basically as a grad assistant, you had to work at the front desk once a month. So at the top of the month is when we met. And then that next month he came there and was like, I'm taking you out, we're doing something, I promised you, I've been talking to you about this. Right. And so that's when we ended up going to the movies. Yeah. I went to movies. When, I when you were sort of insisting, mm -hmm. were you feeling her or were you just trying to make it up to her? Uh, I was being persistent because I thought she was cute, but then at the same time I felt like I couldn't let her think that I was like, you know. Some, like shady, shady, yeah, whatever you want to say. A thief, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I was being persistent, but the 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 funny part about that is, I thought she was a freshman because she <laughs> looked so much younger. So um, this is right when I first got on Facebook and all that stuff too. So I found on Facebook and I saw we were both born in the same year. And so I was like, oh, you know, like she's the same age as me. So then yeah. it was like, all right, well, you know, it's worth the time because I didn't want, you know. Ain't nobody younger, so. 
Yeah, because you were like non-traditional at that point, right? Yeah, Coming I, mean, I was super school. duper senior. So. <laughs> yeah. We started, I would say, feeling sparks <laughs> more so once we started having more in-depth conversations. So, yeah. you know, obviously there was attraction there, but I was more more intrigued by um, the way she thought, you know, um, which was kind of similar to mine. And yeah. I think once you're older and you start dating, you if you aren't just kind of just dating for the sake of doing it, you start to figure out how people can fit in your life or in your world. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of how we realized, like, oh, there's something to it, you know? So we would, like, just hang out after, um, you know, after, like, all our classes were done and stuff and just, you know, ride out. Because I had a car, so we would just ride out and yeah, just was... talk. Yeah, that was like I get away from campus, <laughs> like, just riding and stuff. So that's when we started realizing, like, we had a lot in common. And then, um, you know, how college goes, sometimes you... You say, all right, you know, you're cool, but you're not, you know, you're not from New Orleans. You're not from, she's from the Midwest. So mm -hmm. it's like, you're not from the Midwest. So, you know, we probably gonna end up parting ways anyway. You're going back where you from, vice versa. But we found out we both had intentions to move to New York after you know, school. So then it was like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's try to see where else this can go. And so she graduated before me, moved yeah. to Brooklyn. Um, and I would come up and visit her and stuff like that. And, then I started working in New York, and it was on the pile. Yeah, it's weird, because we kind of always been long distance a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, we were in D.C. together from maybe, like, January. Yeah. Or officially together, May to, like, August. Yeah. And then I moved to New York, and then you came to New York in January after. Mm -hmm. So And then from there, we've had a couple of different instances of, like, yeah. him being in New York or him being in, in New, New Orleans, Orleans and yeah. I'm in L.A., so, like, moving right. around. And vice versa, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, even now, even being married is still like that because she might be gone for weeks at a time working on a project or, yeah. you know, vice versa, so. I was it, in New York for, like, a month mm -hmm. when we first, right when we first got married. It was yeah. like, we're married. See you later. Peace. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I mean, we both so occupied trying to, you know, accomplish things that we don't, it doesn't even feel like like absence sometimes. You just look up like, oh, where you at? Oh, you in New York? Uh -huh. yeah. FaceTime me. <laughs> was the distance like a challenge at first, like when you were dating? A challenge in like, you know, for us, like he said, it's a lot of like shared experiences or shared like thoughts. So you'd be like, man, I wish you saw this or, yeah. oh, I'm experiencing this amazing Alvin Ailey play. You should have been here with me. Yeah. Like, you know, having those kind of experiences made the has always made the distance like hard even now like you said like yeah. i'm like my one of my first international jobs i was in paris and it was like will you should be here with me why are we not in paris together yeah. especially because you don't speak french it, yeah and he does I so it's like <laughs> like what you supposed to order my food for me uh, what's happening yeah. so it's been like those kind of experiences but i definitely think of course in this day and age distance is easier because you can like do facetime or like constant text messages like what are you doing where are you at what's happening mm -hmm. and just feeling like you're a part of it even when i travel with like our little baby when i'm going i can just send a picture like look wow. what we did look what's happening look what we ate like that kind mm -hmm. of stuff so still connected not as like whack as i can imagine like 90s dating in the 90s long no, distance yeah, hit me on my cell what's uh, up two way two way <laughs> The situation around us deciding to get married was kind of, 
You know, it was more so uh, we were in a period of distance. She was in New York and I had moved out here to LA and it was, it was a little chaotic for me because I came out here originally um, to uh, help take care of my mother. She had Alzheimer's and so she was living in a nursing home. And, you know, I moved to a not so nice neighborhood, you know, um, 47th and Hoover. So, but it was closer to where she was. So, um, you know, I was feeling like kind of in a in a bad spot, you know. And, um, you know, Quan didn't necessarily want to just uproot what she was doing in New York. You know, she was getting a lot of work out there. Um, so it was kind of like... I couldn't rightfully, you know, ask for her to spend more time out here with me because I couldn't travel like I wanted to. I couldn't just say, oh, well, I'm gonna come back to New York. And, you know, it was just, it was like, no, I need to be here. So um, at that point, it was just like, all right, man, like, what do you, you know, you, like, how do, what most times women, yeah, like women what would say, like, what, what are we? You know, I was <laughs> feeling like that, like, what am I, you know, cause I can't make demands on somebody yeah. like that um, if I'm not really, if I'm not really willing to, to step up to the plate. But at the same time, it was also, um, for me, I, I'm gonna speak for myself, but I was in a position where I didn't feel like I was in a good enough space, like deserving to be anybody's husband, you know, financially, mm -hmm. emotionally, you know, whatever. So, um, it, you know, it was kind of like push and pull. And we had been dating for seven years before that. Yeah. So, and I was always a little bit, in a space, even when we first started dating, where it was more of him pulling, like, let's make this happen, let's be mm -hmm. together, kind of thing. I was always a little bit in a, uh, I'm okay, we're yeah, cool, this right. is good, where we're at, you know, yeah. not necessarily. Too. Yeah, very like career minded, Focus, yeah. focused. What I, I mean, what we always had in common was like our goals and what we wanted and mm -hmm. not compromising on those. And so us being able to say, like, what do you want to do? What do I want to do? Like, how do we do that together or help each other do it? But like I was definitely in that space in New York and I had all these new jobs that I was getting and it was just like popping like, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing that. I'm flying over here. I'm doing these. Right. Like it just felt like I was in such a good groove. Yeah. It was kind of like, wait, I, I could come and work in LA for a little bit, but to move to LA, I don't know. What are you really doing out there? Like it was just a lot of uncertainty, um, like Will said. And so it got to a point where, you know, we've, we've always been super honest with each other. So we'll have like these family meetings like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What am I doing? What's going on? What do you really want right now? So we had kind of one of those experiences. Um, and then really nothing happened after it. The, after that, like our sit down mm -hmm. meeting. And then I went back to New York, went to a job. It was in like September. And when I finished, we met up in New Orleans, like just let's kick it. And mm -hmm. then we'll go back. Um, and you had got tickets to a Saints, Saints game. Yeah. And like, it was just gonna be like a fun weekend. And then when I was there, when I was super tired, cause I literally, I had had, I'd been working on all these great projects, but I hadn't done anything for myself in a while. So the weekend before I, I wrapped a job and I shot a short film like that weekend, like me and the homies, like you come DP, you do this. And so we were like shooting all day. I did like casting while I was on this other job. It was super stressful. And so I got off the plane in New Orleans we went to the game. It was just like back to back. So that night um, we were staying at your dad's house and we were, I was like sleep knocked mm. out. And Will's like in there trying to wake me up secretly cause he was 
preparing to propose, which mm-hmm. I had no idea about. I'm like, leave me alone. It's 4 a.m. I'm sleeping. Well, really, what it was is I was trying to catch her off guard. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, if I'd have done it at the game, if I'd have done it like in the street, and she was like, you know. No boy. Because she don't like PDA. She don't like none of that stuff. She's just like, you know. I don't. Yeah, so I was. And like, I think I told you before, if you proposed to me in public, I would have said no. I definitely said that. Yeah, so I was, I was like, like, all right, I'm gonna wait till her guard is down. You know? So yeah, that's that's pretty much how it happened. But it, you know, it wasn't for me. It wasn't necessarily, you know, like a ploy to get her to come to LA mm-hmm. or stop her momentum. It was just more so, like at that moment in time, before we like went off into whatever directions we were getting ready to go, it was like, I, you know, from this moment on, we gonna do it together. Like, whatever yeah. we doing, we doing it together. So, you know, if even if you, you know, in Tokyo and I'm in London, or, you know, I'm home in LA, or, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we still know what we are. There's no more questions. Yeah. So it wasn't like, a, like, even around America, like the, the wedding or nothing like that, it wasn't like a, everything stops and we, you know what I'm saying? Like, fly in. No, it was just like, all right, let's do it. Boom, boom, boom. All right. And then like, literally after we flew from the honeymoon to Essence Fest, Essence Fest, she was Mm -hmm. producing the stage at Essence Fest. Like, no time off, no time lost. It's just like, all right, we back in the groove. So that's, you know, that's, that's how. It's kind of how we've always been. Because even when we had our baby baby, last year, it was just like, we're having a baby. We gonna figure it out. It's scary. It's all this stuff, but we gonna keep going and he's gonna get on the road with us. Like, I Join our like, crazy circus. I feel like the first question you asked was like, how long before we can fly? <laughs> <laughs> how long before we can take him on a plane? And I literally, so. he was like, the doctor was like four months. And at that fourth month, we was on the flight. You yeah. Know, I think we thought about Atlanta. three, but we were like, yeah, eh. Like, nah. So yeah, we yeah. put him on a flight to Atlanta. And then after that, he was in Paris. You know, New York, New York, Johannesburg. Like, so that's that's our lives. You know, we just we just roll with it. Um, but that's that's why we we work together, and that's how we always imagined it. You know, mm-hmm. from the from the onset. We didn't really have good examples. Either one of us, I can totally speak for myself, but. We didn't have good examples of like relationships growing up, so we're totally making it up. Every mm-hmm. single part of what we're doing is like, mm, does this feel good to you? It feels good to me. Let's try it. Or we'll see um, people like throughout our lives. Like my grandparents were really amazing. Mm-hmm. Skipped a generation <laughs> kind of thing in my family, but you know, as you you can like take little bits from people like throughout time. Like, oh, that one teacher said that they would take honey. They would take time off and just mm-hmm. do stuff together. Or, you know, you'll see, like, nowadays we know a lot of really great couples and people that even from a distance will, like, look at and be like, oh, they did this thing. Oh, they're taking care of each other. Look how they're celebrating each other. Like, different little things to take from. Yeah, we definitely have been blessed in terms of um, meeting, you know, Mm -hmm. like, creative couples. um, Yeah. You know, in the... In the world as we've gone along. Um, And like Quan said, you know, obviously you can't totally emulate what people are doing but we we kind of like that where we'll say all right you know i like this style or something i'm gonna incorporate and i think this is us being creatives being artists for me i think that one of the 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 real ways that we kind of keep things afloat is that we are because we're like natural you know storytellers we we kind of have the ability to look at things as, as a whole and say like all right you know 
in this chapter, the, you know, <laughs> even though it's me, like, you know, this this chapter of life, right? This character did this, 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 and you know, okay, so like, I'll rewrite this how this yeah. feels in my mind, you know, and then on the on you know after that, it's like, all right, well. That was, you know, that was a month. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I, just, I can't. Or that go. didn't really work. Yeah, just like, I'm good. Yeah. So it's, um. Yeah. And then I think also we are very much, like, self-reflective. Mm-hmm. I know too many people, like, in the work I do or just in life where you're like, man, do you ever th- see yourself and just right. sit and take a moment and be like, did I have any part of this? Or like, you know, was the way that I handled this appropriate? And a lot of people don't seem to do that. I'm extra crazy and extra critical about it, but even will, like we will take our time. And even if you don't tell anybody else about it, just have that moment where you're like, "Mm, could I have done that differently? And maybe yes. So in the future, I'll switch it up. I don't necessarily need to tell anybody, hey guys, I was wrong, or I need to apologize for this, but just take that. I mean, I think people should, (laughs) most people won't. But it's like, just take that onus, like, hmm, let me check in on myself, do a little checkup on how I'm like handling things, what compromises I'm willing to do, you know, what are deal breakers, et cetera. Cause I think that's been a thing for us all along. Like just being really upfront with how we feel about things and how we don't feel about things. Like there's stuff I just don't care about. And Will's like, but I care about this. This is important to me. What's what's like that? <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, hmm. What's like that? Um, like okay. So there's this this one part of us where we always go back and forth of like meal time, mm-hmm. right? Like meal time wasn't important in Will's family growing up. Uh-huh. You know, they would you know somebody would have a TV tray in one room, they watch mm-hmm. a TV, whatever. In my family, it was like. Now we all come together. It is time. My mom worked a lot as a professor. So when she came home, it was like, I'm here with y'all. I want to engage with you guys. I want to know your whole day. Those kind of things. So, you know, that early on, not so much anymore. We've kind of like figured our way, like Jigsaw puzzled it together. But Mm. at the beginning, it'd be like, Will, you ate without me? What's up? How could you do that? Why are we eating? (laughs) You're like, I was hungry. So I ordered food or on the way home. you don't know what the hell you want to eat. Yeah, because I don't so, ever know what I want to eat. So I wasn't about to sit here and wait. <laughs> and then I'd be like, you should have waited for me. What do you mean? You didn't know what I wanted to eat. I never know what I want to eat. Blah, blah, blah. She's on her laptop for, you know, 14 hours straight. And I'm sitting up here like, you know. So anyway, it's stuff like that. But yeah. I, I think the, you know, the the main thing that I could look to as kind of like what our compass is in terms yeah. of staying on the on the straight and narrow together is that we are um, students of history as well, as much as we are futurists. So like we can look and say like, all right, this worked in our grandparents' generation. And we'll sit and talk about st- this kind of stuff for hours. <laughs> and then we'll be like, all right, but you know what? You know, for our parents, it might've been because they were the first generation that had the opportunity to really hustle and chase their dreams. So maybe, mm-hmm. You know, they put too much focus over here versus how our grandparents always were, you know, all focused on the home. And, yep. you know, so it's like those kind of conversations help us balance each other out where, you know, like certain stuff I, I care about more like, um, like, you know, Quan is very conscious when it comes to like money and, you know, like, okay, um, you you know, you want to go somewhere in October, it's March, you should plan ahead. <laughs> And where me, I'm the kind of like go with the flow, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, 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 you know, <laughs> September 30, 
what is it, 30? 31st. What, I don't know. I didn't no, want to say how many days in September. It's only 30. But yeah, so, you know, it'd be like September 29th. And it's <laughs> like, oh, shoot, I need to get ready for this. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like. And I'm like, ah. So, you know, we. Hulk smash. That's, that's how crazy. we kind of balance each other out, too. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, sometimes I could be too reflective and, you know, just kind of. Uh, have what they call analysis paralysis where I'm just <laughs> overthinking things and rethinking it and hashing it out and Quan done did it twice already and like Ugh. what's up bro and I'm like well you know what I mean so it could be like that and then other times yeah, so and, valid yeah, facts all facts all facts and so other times it's the opposite where you know I'm just um, shooting from the hip and Quan is like but you need a plan and I'm like for what like you know so it's yeah. It can get a little messy. And but we, each we situation talk, calls for a different part approach, of that, right? right? A different mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. We've seen that, like, you know, early on, Will had this dream when, was before we were dating, when we were dating, where you were on the highway? Oh, when we first started, yeah. So I get these dreams, you know, like the New Orleans stuff, where you just be <laughs> like, you feel like you got a degree gree on you all the time. So, like, <laughs> I had this I had this dream once where um, I was driving on a, on a highway, and I was, you know, like high above the city and I could see where I'm going, like the downtown area. And so I was like, oh, well, let me let Quan drive because I didn't want to. And anyway, so she veers off to the left and like, next thing I know, we on the street level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like we, you know, hitting every stop sign and she's going through the back neighborhoods and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I thought about, I had that, it was like a recurrent dream. And then I realized later on just through meditation, like, that's really how I move through life and how she moves through life. Like she knows the details of, and in and in the process of knowing those details, she gets to know the ins and outs of like people and human nature. Whereas me, yeah. I'm more of like a abstract thinker, like the concepts of things. Like, so I know overall, like that's where I want to go. I just don't know how the hell I'm gonna get there, you know? <laughs> but I do, you know, I do have a lot of faith in that. But so that's how we balance each other out too. Honestly, early on, not early on, maybe in New in New York, we figured that out. It was like, mm. we probably had a meeting, a meeting about it. Like, when you're hungry, you tell me. We'll figure out if I'm hungry, too. We mm. sort it out. So now it's not even something that comes up. Like, literally, you know, I'm hungry or Will's hungry or it's like, you're hungry. Let's think about it. Now, you mentioned the family part. So, like. The, the part about having a kid now is that we have to really like function around his schedule. So, you know, little Francois will be like, mm, it's 11 a.m. This is when I usually like to eat my oatmeal and my toast. Like what's happening? And so we got to like, you know, get in order and like get information for him. Um, so that's been a new part of it. And mostly because um, I don't want to grab it at my food. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yours. Exactly. He's definitely teaching us more routine, though, because yeah. he has, you know, times when he eats and times when he naps and stuff. We're definitely more loose than that. Like, my day is like 7 a.m. I'm on my laptop. And then at 7 p.m., I'm like, oh, should I eat? Should I take a shower? What should I do? Like, what happened today? It's over. It's dark. Uh. And me, I'm, you know, I might get up at 10 a.m., but I'm up to 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's. That's been a little uh, stressful when he's like eight o'clock. Like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, dude, where we going? Like, can you please go back to sleep? But yeah, you know, so it's it's caused me to have to be more like Quan, where I'm like planning ahead. Like, all right, let me 
get his stuff ready before I go to sleep. You know, at 4 a.m. I might be up making his food, mm-hmm. and then she'll get up find it, and so she can just you know get him out. Well, you said that. You said you thought that having a kid was gonna change you, and I was like, yeah. why you ain't already changed? Yeah, I mean, it's so that is that is true. I, you know, it's it's different because so what she's referring to is that. <laughs> There, there were parts of my, um, I guess, maturation process that didn't kick in until I had a son. And, you know, she'd be wondering, like, well, you don't care about me. Why, like, you know, why weren't you thinking that you needed to, you know, plan stuff out or be more, um, I'm not say responsible, but yeah, whatever, um, mm. for me. And I was like, it was different. And the reason being is because... You know, when you're talking about like male-female relationships, you have a lot of societal stuff where it's just like you know, if you're progressive, you like, oh, women can make more money than me. I don't give, you know, I don't care. But if you're not, then you say, oh, you know, traditional quote unquote, and be like, oh, I need to be the breadwinner, whatever. So there's all kind of wiggle room in between that. But when you're talking about somebody who, meaning my son, is gonna grow up emulating me. And, and sees me do, you know, whatever, you do. whatever I do, good or bad, then it's like, it, it's more, it's, it's a, like a, the cleanest mirror you could ever look into. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Whereas like she might have preconceived notions or be projecting things from her past or whatever. And I could be like, I don't always or never nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but with him, it's like, I could literally see like he's he waves like me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he like, you know, he he sits down and crosses his legs like me. He does, you know what I mean? So it's like Yeah. It it kind of caused me to have to really do a lot of self-evaluation and say like, all right, you know, I know that sometimes I could get depressed and down, you know, because life is stressful plus being in in music is not a guaranteed source of income, you know. You, kind of have to hustle in your sleep. So, you know, in those moments when I feel like that, I can't just, you know, smoke herb and drink the way I want to and just sit on the couch until, you know, some lightning bolt hits and I'm like back in the game. So it's like, all right, well, how would I want him to handle this as an adult? So it's like, all right, well, shoot, man, let me figure that out. And so, you know, those kind of things have, have made me structure my life a little more where I say, all right, you know, it's five o'clock. I want to eat at least by eight. <laughs> Quan, can you start thinking about what the hell you want to eat? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I know you working, I know you busy, but like, you know, so then, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's actually ushered in a new age of manhood for me that I could say that marriage didn't even do. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like, you know, she's balling out of control. I'm not about to get in her, in her way and block her shine just because I want to feel like the, the 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 king around the house. That's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like you you know you gone for a month. You in New York? Cool. I'm home. You know whatever my routine is is my routine. But with Francois, it's like I can't. You know like, I don't want you seeing me like bummed out. So let me go take care of this. Let me go to the gym. Let me you know get some energy about myself. Let me delete Instagram off my phone. Let me, you know what I mean? Like, I can't let you just see me sitting idle. You know what I mean? 
So it's a it's a it's been interesting, but it's been a welcome change to say. Black is beautiful. Black is love. It can be seen 365 days a year, 24-7, and Target is here for all of it. Black Beyond Measure is Target's year-round campaign that celebrates and elevates the spectrum of Black love and success. From the multitude of commitments and investments in the Black community to supporting HBCU students and uplifting Black entrepreneurs. Shop Black-owned or founded brands at Target from home decor and candles to beauty, wellness products, and so much more. Surround yourself, enjoy, and amplify your Black love with the help of the Black-owned and founded brands at Target every day. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. Well, I could say that, you know, for us, um, the gender conversation in terms of, like, men do this, women do that. Roles, gender roles. Roles, they were out of the window, like, as soon as we got together because um, I moved out the house when I was 18. So, you know, I moved into, like, my grandparents had passed. Their house was, you know, in the Lower Night Ward, across the canal in New Orleans. So that's where I lived before Hurricane Katrina. So, you know, I was... A homeowner at that point, I was, you know, I get up, cut the grass, but then I also cook and wash the dishes. I do the laundry, I make the bed, you know, whatever. Yeah. So by the time we got together, when I went back to to Howard, I still had that mentality of like cooking, cleaning, you know, taking care of the house. Whereas Quan was all, you know, she her mindset was like in the world, you know, doing nothing, hustling, whatever. Career, 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 career work, yeah. work, work. So it was, you know, by the time we started living together in New York. I'd be like, you know, what's up with dinner? And if she's not cooking up, I'll do it. You know, I don't give a shit. I'm just hungry. <laughs> you know what I mean? So red beans and rice, you know, whatever. So now that we are, you know, married and and have a family, it doesn't necessarily feel like a departure from masculinity for me to change his diaper or, you know, uh, put him to sleep or, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, like if we on set or something like that, and she's working, you know, I um I hold him, I take him, you know. Yeah. And vice versa. Like there was um what was that last year? It had to have been, because he's only one. Last year, um, <laughs> I was performing at the BET experience oh, yeah. and Quan was producing the stage at Genius Talks. So literally I was like, All right, I got sound check. <laughs> and then I come back from sound check, you know, she's like, All right, I got a you know, so I got the baby, I got the you know, all of the wristbands and stuff on. In green in the green room. In the green room, <laughs> you know, changing his diaper after I just get off stage, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I gave him back the and then they came see me perform and then I took him so we you know, we figure it out. The only time we have issues is if we we like we both want to do the same thing at the same time. Like, oh, yeah. we, you know, scissors about to go on or something, <laughs> so we want to see it. And then sometimes we have him in the little, you know, the Ergo. With his headphones. With his headphones on. Let's and go. he had the concert, too. So, I mean, we, we figure it out, but the gender thing isn't necessarily, like, a big issue, to me at least. I know yeah. for some dudes, it, you know, it, it helps them place themselves within their lineage. You know, they, like my grandfather did this, my daddy did this, da 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 da. Or even I think it's like a power dynamic. It could right? be a power thing too, but like my mama, you know, my mama traveled the world singing. You know, she had a steady job. My dad was a, um, a lawyer, you know, but he didn't work for a firm. So sometimes he had money, sometimes he didn't. So in terms of stability, in my house at least, you know, it was my mom, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. I didn't see, I didn't see any kind of, like 
conflict there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, you know. Yeah, we've always been like true partners, yeah. I would say. Like, it's, and I guess it could have shifted when uh, Francois got here, where it's like, you do lady stuff, I do man stuff. Well, I will say nursing is the only time I'd be right, like. That's the only thing that's you, you can't do. Yeah. But even from the beginning, we were like, <laughs> Like when talking to doctors, we're like, we're pumping from the beginning because yeah. we want you to be able to bond yeah. and do skin to skin right, right, right. and stuff too. But no, even from the beginning, we've always just been like, what yeah. you want to do? How, how do you want to be in this? And I've never been like super into cooking or whatever. I'm, I'm a cleaner, so I will be like getting up crazy mm. in the morning, like doing my cleaning and like straightening up and stuff. Yeah. But And then for me, sorry to cut you off, but you just made me think about like, a lot of times because, you know, with creativity, it's really, it's unquantifiable. Like, you can't say, yeah. I'm done. Like, I'll, literally, I'll go back and I, I swore I was finished with it. It was perfect. And then I come back the next day, I'm like, this is trash. <laughs> I'm not thinking, you know what I mean? So it's like cleaning or cooking is, is a finite exercise. And it helps yeah. me kind of put my, my mind at ease to say I actually did something. I actually accomplished something. That's like true. You know what I'm saying? Versus this never-ending story of like, uh, I thought it sounded good, but let me go tweak this, and now everything sounds bad, and I'm working on it for another three months. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even after all of that, I still don't know if I'm gonna get any money out of it. You know what I mean? So, a lot of times, I I will opt to do the housework just to to calm my nerves. Not I put think my about it. yeah, not yeah. think about it. I put a movie on, I put my headphones on, something like that. I just stand washing the dishes, and when it's done. I feel good, like, yeah. So, you know, for anybody to take that away from me just off of some, that's what women supposed to do. That's my job. It's like, well, fight me then, you know? <laughs> no, it's definitely about what we need, right? Yeah. Like, what? What yeah. I need, what you need? Because sometimes I will be in there, like, whipping up the pots mm -hmm. and getting stuff when it's like, you know, Will's tired or something's yeah. happening or... Or, you know, I got a session somewhere. And yeah. So we just jump in and out of things. Mm -hmm. It's not big. I mean, I'll say the biggest challenge for me, I can't speak for Quan, but the biggest challenge for me is just being, um, not getting swept up into what she's got going on or vice versa, you know? Cause like- um, You mean like personal? Just personal stuff, yeah. Internal. Because like I've, I've always been, um, I'm the baby of the family, you know, in my house. So I've always been kind of like um, the peacemaker, mediator. You know, like the one that have a joke here and there time, from time to two, just to kind of cool out the arguments and stuff like that. So, you know, I value peace and serenity at home more than anything. Cause when I go out in the world, it's, you know, it's a ton of stuff to deal with. Just being a black man, just being, you know, in a, in a, in a, a field or a career field where you're dealing with a lot of different personalities and different walks of life. So, um, Sometimes it's easier for me to just, you know, show my love or love language, as they say, by doing being there for her and doing stuff for her versus taking care of myself. Um, and so then a lot of times where it'll become a conflict is, you know, we'll both look up and be like, I thought you wanted to have an album out this summer. Like, what the hell you been doing? I'm like, well, I was with you, like, you know, you know. So it's 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 not that she's not appreciative, but it's just like she's looking out for me, I'm looking out for her, and nobody's, doing, you know, what I mean, nobody's yeah. really looking out for themselves. That's true. Um, and now with the baby, you know, it's, it's a lot of times. 
I'll opt to just like, you know, she got to jump on the conference call last minute or something like that, but I got stuff I need to get done. A lot of times I'll just say, all right, well, I'll take the baby, you know, just to, um, you know, just because, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'll get to it. You know, I'm going to be up till five o'clock in the morning anyway. It's cool. I, you know, I'll, I'll loop back to that. And then the next thing you know, I'm, you didn't. I didn't do shit. So it's like, I'm, I'm really, um, trying to be more selfish in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, all right, y'all, you, it's your son too. So you can take care of him. <laughs> I'll be back. You know, I'm, I got to go hit the street. I can't be home all day kind of thing. That's been the only real challenge. And outside of that, it's just um, trying to manage expectations. Because we're really like polar opposites, you know, in a lot of ways. Like, she don't smoke, she don't cuss, she don't drink. And I do all of that twice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I'll get... So a lot of times there'll be moments where I want to revert back to, you know, those ways of self-healing, you know what I'm saying? Self-medicating and saying like, I'm going to just put on my rig gear, I put on my, my jazz or my brass band or bounce or whatever, and I'll just, I'm going to zone out. Yeah. And Taquan, you know, she's never seen a positive version of that smoking, drinking, chilling, whatever. Zoning out. Zoning out. <laughs> but you know so a lot of times I'll have to kind of fight that you know like like where we have to stay in the middle like meet each other in the middle you know and with Quan, she's so type A sometimes where you know it's like I'll be like yo just relax like it's okay just relax. calm down you know what I'm saying like, oh just relax right right I think for me one thing I was thinking as you were talking is like our outside outside of us like the outside world I think is a conflict mm -hmm. just in terms of for both of us, the reason we do what we do is so personal and so noble, righteous, like mm -hmm. these kind of, you know, like really human interest reasons. And so trying to balance like why I create content or tell stories and what's happening in the outside world and why you, the stories you have to tell that mm -hmm. are in you, stuff you've lived or stuff you've right. observed, like the reasons we have to do that work conflicts with everything else personally yeah. that we're going through you know like you said sometimes we'll be like really low and depressed and nothing's going right or everything's going right but you don't know how to even take advantage of those opportunities because right. you're just so overwhelmed yeah. of course now we have a baby and that's like <laughs> yeah. how do we even do everything we need to do yeah. so it's a lot it's so much happening you know and we can't even the enjoy the, the win sometimes yeah we were we had that conversation a little bit ago where it's like man, we just had this amazing week, but we went right into another week another or right thing, into yeah. another thing. And you you don't get a chance to stop and take that celebrate, in so yeah. and celebrate. So that's been one of the things we've been talking about so much, I feel like, this yeah. whole week since, or this whole year since we yeah. came into the new year. Like, how do we stop? How do we, like, take it in? Yeah. Congratulate ourselves. I'm terrible at that. Like, I'm always like, but I didn't do this yet, so let me keep going. Yeah. So being able to take those moments, um, I think is a conflict, so to speak. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing, too, is, you know, obviously every couple has um, financial concerns. Either you at a place where you need more, you're at a place where you have more, but you want more. You know right. what I mean? So it's right. like we get, especially in the creative field, we get to a place where, you know, it's feast of famine, where you could be, like, in your stride and, you know, you're doing 
you're doing like your work, but everybody's like, you know, just showering you with gold, you know what I mean? And then there's other times where it's like, you're just in a growth period and nobody's yeah. calling your phone. And it's like, yo, but I'm that same dude that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, in so those true. moments we get, we've been having to um, not hang our personal uh, value on mm -hmm. our finances and the value of our work on our, on how much money we bring it in based off of that. Because right. art is subjective to begin with. So, you know, having, you know, like tough conversations about like, all right, do we really need cable? You know, <laughs> and then the next month we're like, get that cable. Like, we got you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what you, what you want? You want two cables? Like, let's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like those kind of things happen <laughs> where we're like, you know, the ups and downs kind of are based off of what our personal economy is doing. Yeah. You know? In terms of like, I guess, specific religion or spirituality, mm. we did have that conversation early on. It was like, well, I'm Muslim. Mm. What are you? What are you thinking about being like, you know, trying to figure it out? And for us, it came down to more of like spirituality versus an actual like yeah. doctrine or dogma, dogma that you follow. For me, I've been, I grew up, um, like you said, Muslim, but Nation of Islam Muslim, which is very militant. Um, you know, there's also a lot of pieces of it that can conflict with the person I am, like white people are the devil, or this person <laughs> hate these people or whatever, where I'm like, love everybody. Why can't we just all get along kind of person? Mm -hmm. So it was little pieces that, you know, I had already been kind of conflicted or struggling with as I was growing and learning and getting to college and meeting different kind of yeah. people or learning about other religions that existed. And so I think when we first started getting together, you were actually taking a religion class yeah, or something? Yeah, um, world religions. Yeah, yeah, so he was also in a period of figuring things out. Mm -hmm. A lot of things had taken place in your life, so you just weren't even sure what was what yeah. kind of. I mean, more so, it was kind of like, you know, I I felt like growing up in New Orleans, you you either Baptist or you were Catholic if you were black, mm. and, and then went to and I went to Catholic school, and so I found conflict just between those two, you know what I mean, just in what Baptists do and what Catholics do, and and then I started to you know become a little more aware of just the history of being here in this country as a, as a black person. Yeah. And then I was like, well, damn, like, what did, you know, my great, great, great grandfather, who did he pray to? You know what I mean? Like, what was that that conversation like? But yeah, so, you know, it was, just, it, it, it was and has been a period of just letting go of a lot of um, preconceived notions and also yeah. just being, open to things um, and not being so condemning, you know what I mean? A lot mm -hmm. of times the ch church folks can be condemning with any little thing that's outside of their, um, you know, their, their box. Like one church believes this and one preacher says that and then yeah. you go across town and somebody else says something different. But at the end of the day, all of them prayed to the God of Abraham. <laughs> and my family, while we were Nation of Islam and my yeah. little family, like my, my mom and our nucleus, outside of that, my extended family was Baptist Christian. And so there were a lot of like, I would call them conflicts when I was growing up where my grandmother would be like, we having Christmas dinner, are y'all coming? Everybody's supposed to be here kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And my mom was really understanding in that where she'd be like, okay, we're going over there. 
but y'all can't open no toys or you know what I mean? like no presents for y'all that kind of thing so my kind of i guess even understanding of, of religion growing up kind of got skewed a little bit of that because my grandmother was this like super loving caring person she was lady of the church yeah she was uh, um the mother of the yeah. church actually my grandfather was the deacon of their church and so they were super into church like they went to prayer meeting and like the special prayers on the weekends and the actual service and Double you know bible study. everything yeah but bible study but they were like such pillars, if you will, in the community in my small Midwestern town. And they were like taking care of people. They would have people come and sit on their couch where you were like, why is that person in here? Like, they, why are they feeding them? Like, I don't get it. And, you know, they would also encourage us as little kids, like we're going to this service project and we're going to be here all day. So clear your schedule. We had a, we, there was like, there were definitely big issues between mm. us um, in terms of like things he does, I don't do, have no interest in doing. But I think the biggest like concern was with like smoking, not like herb, but like. And why was that though? Cigarettes, yeah, nicotine. Yeah, I used to smoke cigarettes. So I ain't proud of it. So stinky, so nasty, so cancerous. Yeah. So why, why was smoking such a. I just feel like smoking so nasty. And so that was a thing. Mm. And I didn't even know, when did I figure out you smoked? You were like sitting outside smoking or something. Yeah, and I was I like, so. like we had known each other for a while, seen each other off and on. But then I was like walking in the building. He was like just sitting out there smoking. And I was like, what? You're gross. Yeah, and I thought she was joking. So I was like, <laughs> I was not joking. Yeah. Down the line, we ended up having a conversation like, that's a deal breaker. If mm. you're just gonna be smoking, like I don't want that around me. I don't want the smells, whatever. So that definitely became a thing, but yeah. you ended up getting rid of that, getting yeah, that out of your yeah, life. Yeah, I kicked that out of it, but you know. But there's, you know, other things like I used to, I grew up eating pork and then it was like, you know, that wasn't tough for me to give up, but mm. it was just like, the cigarettes was just like a, like a um, stress reliever in a sense. No, I think religion thing, you know, it was never a big issue for us. Because um, I, I wasn't... I know it's weird, but it never yeah, was. It, just, <laughs> it never was a thing because I think, you know, for us, you know, our focus had always been on the bigger picture in terms of like, all right, you're doing work to try to help the community. I'm doing work to try to help the community. You're, you know, a naturalist. Like, you don't believe in a lot of, you know, synthetic stuff. I don't either. So it's like a lot of things, more, more stuff lined up yeah. Than that one thing. 